I think what Jay's health has given to women is a sense of relief. I think that's been the biggest thing is that, oh my gosh, yay, I can not be dependent on the number on the scale. I can give up fat dieting, give up my calorie counting app. I can just stop counting and just tune into my body and really understand that I'm biochemically unique and individual and what works for me may not work for you. And this is my body and my rules. out here like a little mute um hi guys welcome back to the podcast i need to get here. in my tone i know oh yeah should i talk about the <laughs> yeah so let's talk about it the good the, hey you guys so, you want to see the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> we'll tell you someone told me that they d- i whisper no just say it what it is we got a review we got a review and they said I'm the, one of the hosts whispers and it's very distracting. And then we were like, which one of it is this? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's me because I, I have a lower, a little bit of a lower tone. So maybe it's a little bit more like this. But then I was like, but I don't whisper. Yeah, that's I, I literally <laughs> haven't whispered since I was born. So <laughs> I kind of need if the secret Facebook group, can you guys let us know like who it is? Well, this is why I love why our community. Wanna, yeah. I, I love the, I love like honesty and mm-hmm. I'm now I'm just like, Oh wait, when does that happen? And yeah. I can totally fix that. I but I just, fix it. I just, that's the thing is I want more clarity because I want to fix it. Totally. I want to understand yeah. what, like what you're seeing mm-hmm. that I'm not seeing. I'm open, ready and willing to change. Same. <laughs> I'll do whatever you guys tell me to do. <laughs> You're I'll the change. boss. I'll change. You guys are the boss, truly. Yeah, honestly. You're the we, boss. We are real bots. How is everyone feeling? We uh hope you're enjoying this fall season. Fall is life. Every year. It's the best. I don't know what it is. It's like my birthday season, so I'm always partial, but I mm. I also just there is something that changes atmospherically. Yeah. And I don't just mean the seasons. Mm-hmm. And I can't really describe There's it. There's a calm. I feel more calm. Yes. I, well, I think that what's going on with our business is mm-hmm. changing. So, but I feel like I just feel more calm mm-hmm. that I don't know how to describe. There's less of a rush. There's less of a hurry. You know, I just love when it's sweatshirts. Like I love being in a Me sweater. Too. Yeah, cozy. I completely agree. It's the best, truly. So, Lindsay and I just got back from Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm always a worry wart. Yeah, because I grew up with a uh, a dad who um, is probably the biggest worrywart in the U- U.S. of A. My parents should have worried more than they did. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, we probably had like very opposite experiences, and it would have been a nice to kind of meet in the middle. Literally, <laughs> um, 
So I do have kind of that programming. So in terms of travel, I'm kind of the one between Krista and I, she's really good at at helping me when we travel to just kind of open my eyes and heart. And this was like a perfect example of that because I was nervous. You know, it's it sucks that the news, the media, yes, they're covering things that are happening in Mexico and it's really scary. And I feel for the people in Mexico that are suffering because of that. But then also as someone who doesn't live there and wants to visit there, I'm like, ah, I'm nervous to go there, you know? And for reasons only that the media is projecting. And we were, I was so blown away by the people. It was safe, one, two, so beautiful. The people, their priorities are- Darlings. On point. They're all darlings. Mm -hmm. Just- so happy. So happy all the time. And I love the way Lucy, um, so we stayed with Lucy who runs a retreat company called Inspired Retreats. And the way that she described it was so beautiful. You know, she always says that the people of Mexico are so quick to laugh, um, that they always kind of have a laughter or a joking sense with mm -hmm. one another. Um, and that they're just so relaxed. You know, they get things done when they need to be done. You know, there'll be like five of them piled in the back of a truck on their way to work or working through the day and they all are having fun. They're mm -hmm. all laughing and they're all just like enjoying their life and kind of, like you said, have their priorities aligned so that they work when they need to work and they enjoy life when they need to enjoy life. It's, it's so beautiful and it's so nice to, and that's the thing with travel though. Like, mm -hmm. and I say it, you know, once I'll say it a zillion times, it's like you, but you have to go there to figure that out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like completely. So often people say, and I've never really, I've been scared very few times traveling, but you always have to go to, you know, you have to go beyond what we're seeing on TV. And I'm not even saying this Completely. to you, but like anyone to no, actually yeah. figure out what's going on and to actually see the way other cultures interact and to learn so much from them. I mean, I learned, you know, when we were in, so we were in Mexico for the day of the dead, Dio de los Muertos, mm -hmm. Dia de los Muertos, mm -hmm. Muertos, which I'm not very, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, whatever on me, but it was just so beautiful to see how they handle death, how they handle like just enjoying the holiday too. Like, so yeah, it becomes a celebration yeah. and they call in the, uh, family members and friends who have passed by creating these altars mm -hmm. and they put their favorite food on it. They create these like beautiful pieces of art out of sawdust. So amazing. And sawdust and, and other like, and like corn. Right. Yeah. It was really, really cool. And actually we were specifically walking around on the day that they were honoring um, the children that have passed. And, um, Ugh, you know, that was hard. You know what surprised me too? It was so hard. And like, I was blown away by the openness of the parents and the family honoring them that like, I don't know. I just, may, maybe being in the US, people are kind of buttoned up with their emotions. Mm. And um, we spoke to this lovely gentleman who had lost his son um, and his son was 10 years old when he passed. Ah. And just like his vulnerability, he was just like, I miss him every day. Mm. Like I, it's really hard when I hang out with my friends and their kids are there. Like he, he just was, I don't know. So sweet. So sweet. And it's also yeah. interesting too, because for him, his experience having a child, you know, his son, it was, his name's Benny, the driver. Mm -hmm. And then his son, Daniel passed when he was 10. He was very, very sick for his whole life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, your experience as a parent and as a child, when you're very, very sick, your whole life is so different, you know? So there's just so much 
there too. And it's almost, there's just, it's the mixed continuation of feelings of feeling you miss them. You feel guilty. You feel, uh, there is sometimes a sense of relief, you know, because you have spent your entire life. He quit his job. His wife quit his job. Yes spending their time and building this life. You know what I mean? There's just, and, and, and then you, it's just, and then it's pain, you know, there's just so much that goes on. So that was really beautiful, but I really just love, I just loved how they talk about death, how they're open about it. And, you know, the acceptance of it and the remembrance of the people, you know, and I don't know if we do that as much. I, I don't know if we remember people as much or once they're dead, it feels like they're dead in our culture or it's... I mean, I grew up Catholic, so it's weird. <laughs> I know, I don't... <laughs> you kind of like, they pass, you have a funeral mm-hmm. or a ceremony. And you it's know, all some black sort of celebration and it's all really life, sad. And then you're done. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of like shut it down. But yeah. just all the colors. I mean, you guys, I have never seen so many colors in my life. There was string banners and lights and... Um, all the murals that they had, all the food they had set up, the churches, like they had the most beautiful decor that I've ever seen. And it was just, it was, it was one of the coolest things I've done. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And last thing, just the, the food as well. Mm. There's something about, um, when food is made with love that like makes such a difference in how I take it in. Like, and I didn't even realize that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, and I guess that happens with like a home cooked meal if you go home to your family, but I don't have that as often. It's also the environment. Yeah, it was just, everything was delicious and, you know, literally picked from the garden Mm. or not too far from being in the ground or on the trees, whatever it was. And it just, they really enjoy the process of making food for their families. Family is number one. Yeah. Just loved it. Numero uno. Yeah, it was amazing. So just like an update too, we are looking for um, retreat spaces. Mm-hmm. So we had the best time in Mexico. So we're looking at doing our retreat there in Sayulitas, hopefully bringing you guys along. But um, it's just like a long process. You know, Lindsay and I are crazy about quality of, you know, the experience of our yeah. girls that come on the retreat, you know, from the second you land, you know, even before you get on the plane to every email, to every ex- like experience, to the food, to the location, to the activities. We just want it to be incredible and give you the chance to change your life or connect more with yourself or others. So we're just like really working hard to figure out the best situation for a retreat. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll find the perfect spot and, yeah. and, we want to make it accessible too for East Coast, West Coast, middle of the, you know what I mean? Wherever yeah. you are, we just, yeah. so we're, and we're the right very affordable, you know, yeah, like, very yeah. mindful of that. So if you have any insight, any connections, yeah. you know, just let us know. You guys always help us out. So thank you in advance. All right. Today on the podcast, Jessica Seppel. Ah. Uh. Love. Our babe. 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 So so we were at, Lindsay and I were at Good Fest last year. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Good Fest. We love them and we adore their festivals and retreats. Mm-hmm. And there was a panel, a food panel. And dude, I was like, who is this? Mega babe. She, she's a mega babe. Well, it's not only just because she's, she's beautiful. Fucking, she's like, dude, there's a presence. Presence. And every time, so she would get asked a question and she'd be on stage and she was on a, a couch. And every time she would turn, she would listen 
take the question and then turn to the audience and answer and address the audience in like a very confident swivel. I was like, oh, what is this boss ass move? She was wearing this like black duster, her hair in a pony. I was just like, fuck. We then proceeded to go out and get all of the things she was wearing. Actually. (laughs) We're like, let's look like Jess Seffel. Literally. Yeah, literally. (laughs) She is, and she's smart as hell. She's a doll. So smart. Jess is a clinical nutritionist, best-selling health author and founder of JS Health, which is major, major. You know, she went through her life fad dieting, just really having a fucked up concept of like how to uh, nourish her body and really her relationship with her body. So we really dive into that, um, how she transformed her lifestyle um, and how she is helping others to do the same. And she's just so passionate about it, which obviously we love. And she's very real. Mm-hmm. She's from Australia. Like, I don't know. I'm like from Sydney. Yeah. Love her. She, I love her. She's beautiful. She's cool. And we just wanted to get a great conversation about health going. We love her perspective, her mentality around it. She has amazing recipes um, and she's super balanced about everything. So this is a good one for y'all. We're excited to share it with you and to have a conversation about health right now at this period in time in the year. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. We love you. Thank you so much for listening as always. And if this episode or another episode resonates with you or you think it would resonate with someone else, gift them an episode, mm-hmm. like send it along. It's always nice. People send me stuff like books, re- recommendations, yeah. podcast recommendations. And I always like take it to heart, like mm-hmm. that they thought of that. So mm. um, we love when people do that. Tag us on Instagram, DM us. We love hearing yeah. from you. And if you're interested in starting a podcast or you have a podcast and want to grow or monetize it or market it, go to yourpodcastpro.com. So Y-O-U-R podcastpro.com. And you will find every single resource that Lindsay and I have ever used, learned and gained in our two uh, plus years podcasting. So we're so happy to share it with you. And then we have a course launching in January. So can't wait to help you babes launch your podcast this January. Love you. So when we were at Good Fest, dude, the whole time, I was just looking at Lindsay. I was like, God damn it. Yo, she's got it going on. Oh, really? You had it it going you exude confidence, Yo. which translates mm. into just like this. Because I think at, at events like that, sometimes just depending on like the panel or whatever, like if you are really confident, but also like have this humbleness about you, you stand out. Because oh. I think, I don't and know, you people put on air. That is seriously like such a, a compliment. Professional. Oh, like yeah. she would ask a question and like questions were... <laughs> And like, you just would like take it and you take the mic and you would kind of just take it over and you'd be like, well, and you would like face the crowd and you had like your all black look on and Mm -hmm. your pony. And like, it was just like, was I wearing a pony? Oh, your outfit is like my like, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Well, that's funny. Cause I'm like, everyone knows I just don't shop for clothes. I have no idea. I'm like the only girl in the world who just has no fashion sense. I'm sorry. That's not true. Sorry. (laughs) But you're always helping me. We've only been recording but for really, three that minutes is such and a, you're lying already. So. <laughs> no, I seriously don't. don't and I'm not interested going. in it. Like, yeah. I understand where it comes from. I can't, my mom, my 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 grandmother's the same. Like, no one's ever been interested. It's funny. My sisters are very different. Yeah. They're very into their fashion. But I've just, ne- I just don't, like, I, I've tried. Like, I've really tried just to be into pretty, it. Just you don't need it. No. <laughs> but you have but this, honestly, like, that is such a compliment because. Chic black in that jacket. In that good fest, I was like, how am I going to get my message across because I think Hollywood and I think LA and mm-hmm. the inundation of so many fad diets and so much confusion around this healthy life and the obsession, I can feel the obsession here, which I, I had for so many years. I I get it. I was there. And so I just wanted to give them this like refreshing approach. I want to just in my heart mm-hmm. to give 
to, to see that there is another way and that the balance does exist. So I was just like kind of excited to show these young girls who I could see. Mm-hmm. I saw so much of myself in those young girls mm. and I was so excited to tell them about the JS Health way. You crushed. Yeah, what about? Oh, it was thank like, you. That's such a compliment. I was did, crushing. What did you feel and what did you see in them that like you mm-hmm. kind oh, of- Oh, just myself. Like the, yeah. the, the confusion, the overwhelm, the inundation of so many mixed health messages. How- are we not meant to feel confused? And unfortunately, mm. it's probably my industry's fault is that so much inundation of so many mixed messages has caused us to have a complicated relationship with food. And I can see the pain in those young girls' eyes and I can see the disordered eating and I can see just this desperate need for something kinder, something more gentle, yeah. mm. something that works, um, but they don't that they don't have to put their body through another kind of torturous bad diet in order to achieve their health goals and just I can just see the confusion and the pain um mm. with what yeah, and like comes with this. for answers yeah and, and I like, just is there, oh my gosh is there another way like yeah. I don't have to be another diet oh my gosh I don't have to be attached to my scale I don't know if you remember me talking about how I tell everyone to give up the scale for three months um that's a big part of my philosophy and they were like oh what a relief <laughs> like mm. I think what Jay's health has given to women is a sense of relief mm. I think that's been the biggest thing is that oh my gosh, yay, I can not be dependent on the number on the scale. I can give up fair dieting, give up my calorie counting app. I can just stop counting and just tune into my body and really understand that I'm biochemically unique and individual and what works for me may not work for you. And this is my body and my rules. Mm. And I think it just empowers women and gives them a sense of relief and blocking out the noise. Like there's so much noise. And I'm hoping that Jay's Health gives people this opportunity to block out that noise and come back within because the saddest part about the diet culture right now is that it's caused us to be so disconnected from our own bodies because we're listening to everyone else. We're listening Mm. to our social media feeds, we're listening to what this nutritionist is telling us to do, this author is telling us to do, and they're so conflicting, you know, be vegan and then be keto. And it's Mm. like, they literally like opposite philosophies and young girls, I mean, if these diets promise you to look a certain way and feel a certain way, it's tempting, I get it. So... I understand what those mm-hmm. girls are going through. Mm. So what did you go through to like get you to this place? Yeah. So I was actually so fortunate because I was brought up in a really healthy, balanced home, mm. which all those years ago was rare. Like we had never had white bread in the house. Mm. My grandmother was meditating and eating papaya and taking me on hikes from when I was a young girl. And wow. my like we had this really beautiful, balanced home. My mom was always cooking, grabbing ingredients from the fridge when I got home from school and whipping up a wholesome meal that mm. was quick, easy and delicious. So I was brought up in this world. Like which is very rare. Mm. When I was 13, we immigrated from South Africa to Australia and it was a really challenging time for me. As a young teenage girl, I went through puberty, my body was changing and to cut a long story short, I discovered fad dieting and this was like a way for me to control my weight. This was giving me a false sense of confidence and control that I felt like I'd lost. And so I just, from from that moment, from the age of 13 till about 23, so 10 years, I was just this chronic fad dieter. Every fad diet, I was obsessed with being thin. Being thin suddenly became my goal in life. The number on the scale, I always say, like really started to determine my self-worth, you know, and and how the rest of my day would go. And when, I was, when you're a dieter, you're restricting and depriving yourself with food, but then there's this vicious cycle of overeating, binging, and emotional mm. eating. Restriction and deprivation always backfires with, with that sort of... A, 
overeating or binge eating. And I um, was living off skinny foods, diet Coke, cans of tuna, artificial sweeteners, diet yogurt. You know, when you're, when you're extreme, like (laughs) terrible. Artificial sweeteners. (gasps) Living, but I lived off them. I was diet jelly. Diet jelly for breakfast. Oh, sugar-free jelly. Yeah. For breakfast. What, what the hell was in that? For breakfast. I will yeah. never forget being in my car. <laughs> I obviously had just got- Nothing makes me hungrier than like artificial fucking sweetener, man. <laughs> I am a true like rat in a oh lab. I'm like, give me a I can't, Yeah, like that's how I was. Yeah. And it, like, the thing is, is that the saddest part of all is that the, the, these diets just caused me to have an even worse relationship with myself and my body. I'd lost all confidence. Um, and like, I just let food rule me in this mm. really negative way. And like- to the point I would be so afraid to eat out mm. socially um, with my with my family even. I was so afraid of food. And I remember my mom one day pulling me out of a restaurant because I refused to order anything. There was nothing that was going to suit my perfect dietary, mm. bad diet needs. And she pulled me, she goes, if you do not order something on this menu and eat it all right now, you will be punished. Like she was like at the point of, you know, need what, do you do? what are you doing like because mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't she didn't understand so yeah just obsessed with my weight obsessed with every single fad diet mm. just and then just developed so much fear around food and as I said this went on for so many years and then just I would say I was verging on a you know an eating disorder so disordered eating there's so mm-hmm. many levels of that but more so orthorexia you know this obsession with the healthy life and that's why, why Jay's Health was born because I'm so passionate about telling women especially that the healthy life does not mean the perfect life obsession with the healthy life is not healthy (laughs) like being so afraid of food is not healthy um and so there is a balance and you can still achieve your health goals with a kinder and more balanced approach and that fad diets actually cause us to have quite a negative relationship with food especially long-term. So this went on for years and years, but then after school, I went off to study a Bachelor of Health and Nutritional Medicine. But in my Bachelor of Health, I was still 100% disconnected from my body. I I remember being in my lectures with my Diet Coke can of tuna, Diet Jelly. So still not... salty, little sweet. (laughs) I often wonder, like, I don't know if I know anyone in their like early 20s, late teens that that are connected to their body. I almost wonder if it's like a part of like... Yeah, what you have to go through. ...genetic evolution where like all of a sudden it clicks, but... But funny because my friends around me, like they didn't really get me like they mm. weren't struggling the way I was maybe mm. they were struggling with other things you know yeah. I have no, a few friends completely. that were connected yeah you know yeah. that would be like I'm uh, full I'm like huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Do you know what I mean yeah they yeah. would just be like, who are those people no I'm okay I'm like yeah huh? what yeah <laughs> Yeah. And I was definitely caught up in that toxic cycle of because as I was saying, when you restrict and deprive with food, the binge eating and the overeating yeah. comes with that because you the minute you do get your hands on that food, you feel so much guilt around it and you just like I give up altogether and then you overeat and binge and emotionally. What was your binge? But it was on like healthy food. Mm, you just know, like, like I remember just one day eating like I'd probably been on a crazy diet all week and then I had one thing, which was maybe I think it was like dates with Dates. I don't know. It was just mm-hmm. dates. And then I just ate the whole pack, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. and you just feel so, and then you feel the, the guilt mm-hmm. um, that overtakes your body and your mind. You just don't even know what to do. Mm. Um, and then actually it leads to even more of a negative relationship. Either, you, either you're going to continue to binge that night or you're going to wake up and feel so terrible about yourself that you're probably going to make really negative food choices or mm. really beat yourself up. And as you know, like how we speak to ourselves, how we speak to ourselves matters. And the 
amount of beating up that I, because that's what diets do, because diets are not designed to follow, like they are not sustainable. So it's not Mm. our fault that we can't follow a diet, right? And, but when you, so when you fail at these diets, you just beat yourself up Mm. and it's not even your fault. Um, And we feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. But I do often say that diets or your relationship with food often is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. And so obviously my relationship with myself was not very good for all those years. And that was just coming out in my relationship with food. Mm. You know, I'd obviously lost myself. I'd lost the confidence. I'd lost the sense of who I was and just feeling whole. I just didn't feel whole for so many years. How how did it affect your relationship with like friends, maybe boyfriends or... I mean, I had, I actually had really beautiful friends always. I was always part of a beautiful, well, they didn't really get me and they didn't, they weren't struggling with that. And it was refreshing for me, I think, because I would see them having quite a healthy relationship with food. I was the only one sitting in the schoolyard with my salad and diet something, you know, Mm -hmm. they weren't. It's interesting that you had a family that had healthy, healthy relationship. I know it's very interesting because we're not sure where it came from. The only thing I can say is I did have family members who commented on my weight a lot. Mm. So and they weren't immediate family members. Um, like saying? Like just a lot of, oh, you like commenting on image a lot mm. and commenting on food. So if we went for a second helping, and I always say to mums, um, please don't comment too much on your child's oh, eating. Like when we would have yeah. a second helping, they're like, wow, you're a big eater. I did, shut up. You know, yeah. or um, if you were wearing, you know, like there was commenting on have you lost weight or have you put on weight? Yeah, I feel that. Like with puberty, I'm sure. And, they and like that just is like as a young, you guys know, like as a young teenage girl, when you when you're just asked, like, have you put on weight or, wow, like you, that look, I don't mm-hmm. know something. It just yes. makes you feel so insecure in in that moment. It can like yes. bring down your whole world. Totally. Yes. So I How did. How would have you to, suggest a parent to talk to their kids about it? I mean, firstly, parents just have to be role models, and yeah. the kids will. If you have yeah. a good relationship with yourself and not speaking to yourself badly all day long, mm. it's likely that the kids, like if you if you have a mom who's constantly looking in the mirror and be like, I have big thighs, oh my yeah. God, I wish I had a more toned stomach, they might probably copy that. So if you can just take the negative talk away from them, but mm. also when it comes to diet, just gentle approach, encouraging them to eat well most of the time, but absolutely giving them permission to indulge, mm-hmm. showing them that whole um, way of eating that is balance that is flexible that is maintainable and moderate you know like that my mom is actually such a good example of that Mm -hmm. she just eats well most of the time but then on the weekend she's absolutely going to have her wine she's absolutely going to order the dessert Sunday night comes she's going to order whatever she you know like Mm -hmm. she but then Monday and she wants to get back into the healthy Mm -hmm. life but it's not a diet it's just because she wants to it makes her feel good Mm -hmm. so just being a good role model and not making it a thing you know not making weight a thing you want to feel good. Like we have to change our definition of what the healthy life is because there's a very big difference between being weight conscious and health conscious. Like we, like for me, my definition these days of being healthy is waking up with energy to do what I love to do, having a clear mind. Yes, feeling comfortable and confident in my, in my skin and in my clothes, but this fixation on skinny and this fixation of being at a certain number has got to change because mm-hmm. that is not the definition of how healthy you are, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I love what you said about getting rid of this scale for three months. I haven't honestly been on a scale in I don't know how long. And even when I go to the doctor, I'm like, hey, don't tell me. Because I know it's fine. I just don't want to know because literally it's the the fixation on the number. And also, we like expect to be at it. Like, what people, and I was the same for many years, I was having weighed myself for years, but I'm just saying people um, expect to be at this 
perfect yeah. number that they were like when they were 16. Like that's <laughs> not realistic, you know, like our bodies Never change. Again. Our bodies as women get ready to have children. Totally. Our hormones change. And it, I don't know why we are so fixated on specific numbers. It's mm. just so crazy to me. Actually, now that I think about it, how was I so obsessed? But I also know why, because I also went to see a dietitian at a very young age, like 16, 17, oh. 18, and she would weigh me to the gram. She's like, you've put on 200 grams. Why? Like now that I'm a nutritionist, a qualified nutritionist, wow. that will change with just hormonal fluid, right. you know, and just change depending on where you are in, Why in the month. Why did you go to a dietitian? So because what happened was as a fad dieter, I mean, this is because I cut the story short, but yeah. so when you're a fad dieter, you actually find it really hard to control your weight. So I was yo-yoing. So I was like really skinny, too thin, and then would go back to eating mm. normal food and my body would put on weight. And so there was a stage when I was about 16 that I was like, putting on weight again. And so I went to see a dietitian and I went to see a dietitian for years and she would weigh me once or twice a week, every morning. And there was this fixation on, oh, you've put on 200 grams. You put on, and I felt like a failure every time. Um, and that really just worsened my relationship with food even further, you know, because if you're told you've put on weight, you just go back home and either you restrict and deprive even mm. more with food, you're like, I'm not eating anything or the opposite, you overeat, binge, emotionally eat. So was just, I was stuck in this toxic cycle. And actually talking about it is so good for me because I'm so free now. I'm I'm so Mm. grateful. I seriously wake up every day, you know, however all of us have this gratitude practice. Mine is the sense of freedom that I feel with a healthy life. And that is just something that I want every woman to taste. Like being in the LA market, all I want when I'm sitting in front of people talking or on the TV, I just want people to experience this moment of freedom Mm. that the healthy life can come with. Because when we think of the healthy life, there's just so many rules normally and it's this really scary world and there's just um, like it's just hard, hard. It's really not attainable and not sustainable. So I want every woman to know that there is another way. Mm. There really is a much kinder, more simple way. get to that place? Like were you at, was there a point where you're like, oh, I'm not, this isn't sustainable? There was actually a moment. So in my fourth year, I went to study nutritional medicine and this is when things started to change for me because I was in lectures learning about nutrition, the power of food. I actually had panic attacks in my lectures because I was realizing how badly I was treating my body. Like I had cut out all those major food groups, no good fats, no essential fatty acids, no fiber. Like I was realizing my cortisol levels were through the roof and I was learning about your, you know, your nervous system and I had PCOS and I, my hormones were all over the place and I was acting, my mood was so low and my skin wasn't great and I wasn't sleeping well. And I started realizing how all these things matter and how what you eat has such an influence on all of these things. And slowly I started healing my relationship with food through this nutri- through my last two years of studies. I mean, I did have an aha moment. I remember going home one day and saying to my mom, I give up dieting. I would rather be a few kilos or more. Of, I would rather be heavier or whatever. Because mm-hmm. like, at that stage I was still quite fixated on my weight. I just never want to be on a diet again. I think mm-hmm. it's when I had come, I don't know what happened. I was just still weighing myself at that time and... I just, I was starting to take over my life in a negative mm. way. You know, I was starting to take the joy out of my life. And I just remember saying, I'm, I give it up. I'd rather just, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to eat what I want to eat. I'm just going to tune into my body. I'm not going on another diet. And I was in my fourth year of study and I was learning about the power of foods and I was learning about the biochemistry of the body. And I would go home and make one to two small changes a week. So like I would go from six hours of sleep to eight hours of sleep. I would start to be more flexible with my food. So I would add all the macronutrients to my plate. You know, I was so afraid of carbs at that time. And I would add a little bit of sweet potato and some bread to my diet. And and I was also in therapy at the time, by the way, I was in therapy for 10 years going through all of this. 
go, you know, because there was just so much pain, obviously, so I was working through that. Oh, good. Um, and slowly I was just healing and healing my relationship with food. And I started blogging about this transition from fad dieter to whole food eater. Um, and I was also starting to discover again, because this is from my roots, you know, healthy food, delicious, healthy cooking was how I was brought up. And I was starting to rediscover that. So I actually started cooking healthy recipes and putting it into a blog. Mm. Um, and people would start to say to me, like, how did you make that? Or So I was like, it's on my blog. So that's how the blog began. But the blog was on private for five months. Wow. And then my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, took a look at it and said, wow, this is so powerful. Because I was being incredibly, incredibly vulnerable. Um, I was talking mm. really openly about my pain and my struggles. Mm. And he was like, I think this will be really powerful. I think every woman would love to read this. And I put it live five months later. And that's how Jay's Health was born. But that's how Jay's Health remains. It's just this place to come to, to talk about what we're struggling with. You know, like we all struggle and it's not perfect. And there is a and there's just a kind of gentle way to live the healthy life. And that is really the essence of Jay's health. What do you think about the kind of the mind, body, mind, even just like digesting and taking in food? Like yeah. I think about it often where like, you know, if I'm going to have a piece of cake, right? Like yeah. I just, like, what am I thinking about this moment? Mm. And instead of being like, oh, fuck, I'm going to yeah. do it. This is going to be bad. Or exactly. like, this is amazing. You know, like exactly. how that affects So I was changing. That was it. like the biggest change for me. Because when I gave myself permission to eat foods, because as a dieter, you don't give yourself permission, right? So when I gave up, I made this commitment to give up fad dieting. I started giving myself permission to eat food. And suddenly my relationship with food totally relaxed. Mm. So I would start. And when you relax with food, you actually automatically become a mindful eater. And there's so much joy. So because I was sitting down to every meal feeling stressed, anxious, guilty, fearful for 10 years, right? And then I was, I was actually just going to flip mm. that and start to see how joyful food could be because I'd watch my mom and how much joy food brought her and she would never feel guilt around food. And I was like, I can have that too. <laughs> like mm. I can have that. And so mm. slowly I would add all the foods back to my plate and I would just enjoy slowly and, and connecting to how those foods made me feel. But it takes time, you know, this mm. sort of stuff, like connecting to your appetite, connecting to your body does take time. So don't expect it to be an overnight situation. But I was slowly reconnecting to my body and being like, oh, I feel good after that. No, I don't feel so good. Actually adding protein and fiber to my breakfast really makes me feel good and satisfied and full through lunch, whereas I was probably having a diet jelly and a diet yogurt and that's just artificial sweeteners and there's no real protein in that. Oh, like, oh my gosh, my mood was really low when I was eating that mm. way. Oh my gosh, my mood is really starting to improve now. So starting to connect. And I was also obviously studying nutritional medicine. So I was understanding the power and the benefits of certain foods, like how protein really does help boost your mood and how keeping your blood sugars nice and stable really help keep your energy high and reduce sugar cravings. So I was learning all this beautiful, incredible information and starting to implement it into my everyday life, but at the same time dealing with my emotional relationship with food in therapy and with myself. Mm. So starting to mindfully eat, giving myself permission, the binge eating and emotional eating starting to started to dissipate because there was no more restriction and deprivation. There was no more weighing myself. I actually threw the scale out into garbage bin. Mm. <laughs> like it was so, I actually encourage all the listeners to actually go do that right now. If, you, if, the, if the scale is ruling you in any way, pick it up and put it. I had someone in the US when I was here in March <laughs> would send me a video of her doing it. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Like pick up the scale. She's like, here it is. I'm putting it into the garbage bin. And put into the, yeah. you will never feel so you and it's so scary at first and you might and you're and for the first week or two you might even actually have quite a hard time with controlling yourself with food because suddenly you'll feel like oh I can just eat and you know because mm. it take you kind of your body isn't used to that freedom 
But then after two or three weeks, your body starts to calm down your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know what I say about weighing yourself is that it actually adds cortisol to your body. That's what I was going to ask. Cortisol. cortisol whoo, yeah. My cortisol from, I mean, I let that number on the scale define who I was every single day. Either it would mm. define who I was or my or like my eating habits for the rest of the day. If I didn't like the number that I saw, my mood for the rest of the day and my eating habits would be completely determined by or affected by that number. So... What I'm saying is the freedom that comes with taking that scale and throwing it into the garbage bin, it can really heal your relationship with food and your body. Mm. And then, so therapy, was it a specific therapist that Mm. helped with food? No. Interesting. So where I live, like I tried, there was not really anyone who... There, there were diet, there were psychologists who were helping people with eating disorders from like in the hospital and environment, but mm-hmm. not really anyone focusing on your relationship with food that I knew of. So mm-hmm. I was just in, um, I was seeing a psychotherapist because mm-hmm. often when you uncover the pain that is within you, as I was saying earlier, like your relationship with yourself can, can just come out in your relationship with food. So I was trying to deal with my relationship with myself mm. and any sort of pain. And a lot of the trauma from immigration was coming up mm. and this need, you know, this, I, I mean, I am an A-type personality, so perfect, getting over the perfectionism, getting over the pressure that I was placing, getting over the pressure I was placing on myself. And also the thing about being in therapy and being with a therapist who supports you is they just support you. So they give you permission to, if you are putting pressure on yourself or trying to be perfect with something, they're the, they're the ones who are going to say, but why? Like, why are you putting that pressure on yourself? Mm. They're the ones who will question that for you mm. and jolt you out of that need for perfection. So she was giving me permission to not be perfect and relieve, relieve the pressure I was placing myself to do it all perfectly with family, with friends, with exercise, with my, mm-hmm. you know, with my diet. So she was saying, no, but you, sh- you don't need to do it like that. Mm. You sometimes you years? need, I was in therapy for 10 years. With her? I actually had two wow. in that time. That's so cool. Yeah. But I come from, my mom is a therapist. So I come mm. from a family who's like therapy is everything. Oh, like yes. everyone should, if, if you have access, <laughs> everyone should be in therapy because we all have pain. And that's the other thing about Jay's health is I think I don't say that every day feels good. You know, some days don't feel good. Like I'm not, I think also the issue with this new healthy life and this new I think it comes with more pressure, like every day Mm. should feel good. You should be drinking your green smoothies. You should be feeling high and you should be feeling energized. Like I think that's also actually adding a negative pressure. I think even though I am incredibly healthy, I have a beautiful relationship with myself and my body at this time. I eat well. I do exercise. I meditate. I do all the right things, Mm -hmm. but some days don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Some days don't feel good. So we all have pain within us and I don't want this pressure of the healthy life then to make it out like every day should still feel good. Like we're human and what do you actually, do on those days? So I actually mm-hmm. now I talk to myself and I actually accept. See, the moment we fight those days, I shouldn't be having a bad day. Why am I having a bad day? Mm-hmm. Why is no one around me having a bad day? By the way, everyone around you is having the bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like giving yourself permission. To, so the other day I had one. I mean, listen, I've just immigrated to from Sydney to LA. It's, it's, it's tough. It's challenging. So I was like, of course you're going to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Like, of course you're going to feel flat. Of course I had just no motivation to my work. I was like, what am I doing? Am I making the right? I was just questioning everything in my life and I just had no motivation. I was like, just sitting with it. I was like, you are feeling this. This is bad. You're having a bad, I was just like accepting it. I was like, yeah. I said to my husband, I was like, just in a bad mood. I'm in a bad day. I don't feel like working. Just that's who I am today. And I would, I would I'll have a conversation with myself about it. You know, I'll just, yeah. So, okay, Jess, like, you understand why you might be feeling that. That's mm. kind of normal. So what? You feel a bit bad. And mm. you know what? Tomorrow is probably going to be good. And 
tomorrow is always better or mm. the next day. So knowing that tomorrow will be better. Um, but also just, I, as I was saying, just accepting that bad day mm. rather than trying to fight it is like the key. Mm. And accepting the negative thoughts. Like sometimes you are going to have negative thoughts. And sometimes I'll like challenge myself with flipping them to the positive. And then if I'm having a negative day, I do just sit with gratitude and feel grateful for the things that I am so grateful for. So sometimes you have to fake it until you make it. Like you do have mm-hmm. to be yeah. grateful and then yeah. it does kind of change your mindset. But then otherwise I just sit with it. I just sit with the pain mm. and tomorrow will be better. I love that. Like what is your workout routine look like and how has mm-hmm. your relationship with working out mm. changed? Mm-hmm. And I think as we get older, because I was reading um, something you wrote on your blog just about like exercising smarter. Mm. And I've been, I teach soul cycle. So just like mm. over exercising yeah. because it's my job and now cutting back and just feeling so much better. Good. I'm you know so glad because I mean? that's, I don't know if you heard me a good best talk about that. Like I actually have yeah. a very different approach yeah. when it comes to exercise. Obviously as a fat diet, I, I was also obsessed with exercise. So my, my approach exercise now is incredibly kind and gentle. Actually this morning was a good example. I woke up, I was like, I don't feel like exercising. So I just went for like a tiny little 20 minute walk, like yeah. a stroll, mm. no guilt, feel Best. good, feel better than ever, energized. Love that. Um, but it's very, very kind and gentle. So when I was um, obviously in private practice with my patients, I saw so much of myself in my patients because they were over-exercising. They were probably chronic bad dieters as well. And they actually weren't achieving their health goals. Like they mm. actually physically, like I'm now talking more physically and emotionally, and emotionally, they just weren't feeling their best. Um, and I was starting to cut back on my own exercise routine and really starting to be much more moderate and kind and gentle. And um, actually, because I was so obsessed with getting my cortisol levels down and sometimes mm-hmm. over-exercising can really increase your cortisol levels. And I was learning about this during my study. So I was changing myself, my approach to exercise. And I was going to do the same with, I started doing the same with my patients in private practice and the results were incredible. So it was so funny because I used to have to negotiate mm. with my patients because mm. when you're an over-exerciser, you're so obsessed and you're so afraid of not exercising. So I used to say, okay, fine, we're just going to do this for one week. We're going to cut back your boot camp, your spinning, your running, and we're going to just do some yoga and Pilates and networks. And guess what? We're going to have one to two rest days. They would freak out. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. They would like say, no, 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 but like I can't. And I say, just one week. Because these are the women though that were saying that they're not able to achieve the health goals. They wanted to lose weight or they wanted to sleep better or they wanted to have more energy. And one or two weeks would go by and they'd come into my office and their clothes were looser, they were sleeping better and they had a better energy. And this doesn't work for everyone. If over or exercising intensely is working for you and your energy and your weight and your skin and everything, keep doing it. Everyone's different. But from what I was seeing and for myself as well is that it wasn't working over exercising. Like I would be working out twice a day, you know, and as a fad diet, hardly eating anything. And I actually wasn't achieving my mm. best weight or weight mm. balance. My weight was really hard to control and was just going up and down. And same yeah. for my patients. What's happening What's happening physiologically well, when it, you're over-exercising? Yeah, so you're, it's a lot to do with your nervous system and your hormones. So cortisol oh. is a stress hormone. And actually, if you start researching cortisol, cortisol has a direct relationship with a lot of things, with your thyroid gland. So too much cortisol can actually decrease the conversion of T4 to T3, which your T3 is your active thyroid hormone that actually keeps your metabolism firing. Mm -hmm. Um, Cortisol can make it, high cortisol can give you disrupted sleep. And we all know when we have less sleep, we wake up tired and we wake up hungrier and we don't make as 
as good health choices mm. or food choices as we probably would when we've had enough sleep. Cortisol is a hormone that in excess makes you store fat, especially around your midsection. It just does. So sometimes over-exercising can be perceived as a form of stress by the body. So what happens when I was seeing my patients in private practice is I was trying to get their nervous system to rest, getting because we're in this sympathetic nervous system dominance, and I was trying to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and relax, right? And we're all in a state of sympathetic. Like we're all just highly, highly stressed, mm. and it, it, it can be from so many different things these days. Just social media is one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> social media adds so much stress to our bodies. Yeah. That's why I have a thing, which we can talk about later, but I delete my Instagram twice a day and only check it twice a day. Oh. It's completely lowered my cortisol levels no and helped me sleep deeper than ever. I'll tell oh. you about that. But yeah, so over, so it's just, an, you know what, I encourage all those listeners just to experiment with one to two weeks of, if you are doing your boot camp, crazy soul cycle sessions, which are great and for the mind and the body, like mm-hmm. if you love it, do it. But just cutting back and seeing what happens when you go from these intense workouts to more moderate workouts, especially it's more feminine as well. Like we are female. Mm-hmm. And I think being in touch with that feminine energy, like for me, yoga and Pilates and nature walking makes me feel so in touch with my feminine side. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was like boxing and spinning and running and like sprinting and boot camps, like it just didn't feel like I didn't enjoy it as well. But also my appetite would really increase when I was exercising like this. And I found I was like definitely overeating. So it's just something that has worked for so many of the women following the Jay's Health Life. And it still means I'm a practitioner, so I care about exercise. I still want people to exercise. It's so brilliant for the mind, for your blood, for your cardiovascular system, but just moderate, you know, like it doesn't have to be extreme. And, I, and I've helped really tens of thousands of people also achieve weight balance with this moderate approach to exercise. So if, it is, if you mm-hmm. are, you know, like I'm not focused on weight when it comes to Jay's Health or the Jay's Health program and app are not focused on weight, but if you are hoping to achieve weight balance, sometimes a more moderate approach to exercise mm-hmm. can actually yield results faster if it hasn't already worked for you. And it's got a lot to do with cortisol. Yeah. For Is it different for and guys appetite. then? Can be, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think males are so different. Like yeah. males can handle more adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Males really can, they can handle more intense exercise. I think yeah. they built for that. I've been thinking that about hormones lately with Justin, my boyfriend. Like I'm kind of just like, what's going on hormonally with him? Because I think so much about my hormones. I wonder. Mm-hmm. We are different. Yeah. We are definitely different to males. Yeah. You know? And so I think we But def- I think they also need to be conscious about yeah. mm-hmm. where they are hormonally. I agree. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just like think about that. Yeah. Oh, that's um, but part. I do notice that too, if I work out too much, get, I get hungrier, hungrier, I tend to overeat. Same. And I don't sleep as well for some reason when I'm like intensely exercising. And when I don't sleep, I'm craving sugar mm, the next day. Same. I'm definitely, my when I don't sleep, my I can actually feel my cortisol levels like really? starting to increase. But I actually do want to touch on social media for a second because yeah. yeah. I think social media really increases cortisol. Yeah. So what do we do? We wake up, we've had a beautiful restful sleep and we check our social media social media as we wake up. Do you know, understand the inundation of stress that is to your mind and body? You're comparing yourself to everyone on social media. You're like, oh my God, she's already having, already had her green smoothie and Pilates. Oh my gosh, I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. Yeah. Um, just the, and you're getting so many messages from friends and you're trying to do, deal with your emails at the same time that are coming through another side of the phone. 
I just think we need to wake up to a beautiful, grounding, nourishing morning routine, mm-hmm. just even if it's 20 minutes, and then attend to the busyness and chaos of social media and mm-hmm. emails and all of the rest. We need to, it's causing us to be disconnected from our bodies as well. We're waking up and we're connected, but connected to everything else but ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we need to give ourselves a minute. I, I literally, so the night before I delete my Instagram app, I know it's extreme, but we have to have boundaries these days. Yeah. And it's not hard. You just re-download and put your password in. It takes literally 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I delayed the night before. So in the morning, I, I can't even go onto Instagram. And so I have a beautiful Jay's Health morning routine. I have my probiotic and my espresso and I do yoga and I go for a walk or maybe gym some days. Um, or I just simply rest. I put my legs up the wall, deep bed, whatever. Like 30-minute beautiful nourishing routine. Have a Jay's Health smoothie and then... 45 minutes later or an hour later when I'm ready to get into my day, that's when I can re-download my apps, check my social media Great and get idea. back into it. And then I do the same thing at night. So I have a strict rule, 7 p.m., everything shuts off. Mm. And everyone's different. So if you're if you're someone who's starting a business and you you're up to, you have to be up till 9 or 10, that, you can set your own rule. For me, it's yeah. 7 to 8 p.m. I delete Instagram. I switch everything on airplane mode. And that's it. And We're I have the whole, mm-hmm. and my, my, I cannot even tell you how much my sleep has improved wow. and my relationship with my body and my, just my overall feeling. Cause when I don't, and some days I, sometimes there are periods where I break it when I'm writing a book mm-hmm. and I'm just on deadlines and it's stressful and I break it and I can feel the difference in my relationship with food. I can see I'm not making as good choices. I also feel chaotic in my mind and therefore things don't feel I don't feel like I can manage life as well I'm not coping as well and I and I see what it is it's that I don't have boundaries Mm. and it can just be with social media Mm. because social media is this whole world (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. not just like social media it's like taking up so much of our time and I think it's so positive I love it it's my work and Mm -hmm. I love my community on social media but I think we have to have boundaries yeah yeah and I I can't tell you personally I've just felt a I, lot more peaceful. Yeah. I do nine. Well, it used to be eight. But now it's nine because with think, a business, but I don't look at mine until. So nine can be I your think time. it'd be a good thing to yeah. have. You can even for, text me later and be like, switching. Yeah. yeah. Bye-bye, airplane. Have, have for the team too. I was just thinking that mm. just so we're all on the same page, I think is a good idea mm-hmm. because yeah. like even, for example, this morning, because we have an episode out today. So I just kind of go on and I check that everything's yeah, whatever. Like, okay. mm-hmm. But then I then I'm in the hole. And also, also, and then like, can you uh, feel like your digestion of shutting off? Of course. <laughs> well, that way, thing. I digest than business completely. But I, but then meaning I'm in the hole, so I'm on my phone already. So I'm yes, checking social. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, by the way, you I know. digest my breakfast so much better with Damn, this whole that's a good one. with this whole change. And guys, this is a small change because I'm still going to check my social media after 45 minutes. Like yeah. I'm not not checking. Yeah. Totally. But I'm just letting my body wake up to. Be, and guys, that sets my tone for the rest of the day. If I start the day on this nourishing grounded mm. peaceful tone that I am I have such a more I, my, my day is more peaceful yeah. rest yeah. of my day is more waking peaceful. up and today I was like we have so much going on today we're yeah. like kind of I'm over scheduled we have like, yeah I'm sure two interviews calls oh I have like God. a meeting we have a meeting mm-hmm. with the sponsor I have another meeting and then I'm going to this like dinner thing and I was just like it's too much yeah I was like rebelling this morning so but I was like it, just fucking around all morning and I'm mm-hmm. like see woman we late put- to my late to my workout because mm-hmm. I was like over schedule I needed to like rebel in a way too much yeah. that's why I say women need more rest and more yes. downtime yeah we're actually putting too much on our plates yes. and I think I think it's actually having a physical toll on 100%. our health yeah why do you think we're putting too much on our plates 
Mm, good question. Is it social media? Because we're watching everyone else do everything. Yeah, we feel I'm like, like we need to do it. Sometimes it's a I'm distraction. I think it's women. I think it's who I'm we paper are. Chasing. I want some fucking cash. <laughs> Literally, I want cash. I think it's. I think it's honestly like who, how we are born. I swear. Yeah, I think yeah, women we're just multitaskers. We are just like it's like innate. It's yeah. like in us. Like we just have to put. We have to do everything. We have to be I'm good at, to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, but it's fun. Like it's I think fun. I love my work and I yeah. love my busy life and I Same. love it, but I, I don't want to get to the point of resenting it. Yeah. And I do sometimes when yeah. I don't have the boundaries. I'm like, this is too much. And those are the days I want to give up when Dude. I don't have the limits. You know, those yeah. days where you just want We're to give up. We're learning boundaries. Yes. Yeah. I was going to ask like just in that, in that vein, like when you got married and had someone in your life mm-hmm. every day and yeah. like how did things change for you? Like in what ways did you slow down or make yeah. space and room? Actually, like- you just made me so emotional because I was thinking, <laughs> well, I was thinking how Dean has helped me have such a kinder relationship mm-hmm. to my body. Because mm-hmm. the minute you said that, I don't even think. Yeah, I just, you can, yeah. t- I'm, I'm tearing up. Yeah, he's my husband. Oh. We've been together for eight years. Oh, he's the one that we've been Oh, yeah, he's the with. CEO of JSL. Dude, he's so cute. You guys are so hot. Well, I was just thinking Dumb. like when you – Wait, he, I need to see a pic. <laughs> I'll be his hot. We actually <laughs> look really similar. He, um, Perfect. He really gave me permission. Like he helped me. Mm. He taught me how to love myself again. Oh. And I know like it's not a good thing to say someone else made you love yourself, but like the truth is he reminded me of what I was worth. And when you are, when you have a good self-worth, your relationship with food does heal. Your relationship with your mm-hmm. body Dude, does 100%. heal. And so finding a partner who just supports that and just sees the best in you oh. And just wants the best for you and thinks you're just the most amazing thing. And why are you dad? Like he would just be like, why are you dabbling yourself? Mm. He still does, says that. that. Like, like if I'm going, as I was saying, like going on today's show in two weeks, I'm like, I am freaking out a bit. And I'm just like, I'm, I wish I had more confidence in her. But he will just be like, what? Like, why don't mm. you? Like he doesn't even, he's just so supportive. And he, but he definitely helped me love myself again. I think it is, yeah. It is interesting because it's like I do, you know, subscribe to the belief that only you can love yourself. I know, but I've learned to love myself through other people loving. I think. Me. Well, I think they I've just. Always I said think it. they. Oh, the smooth leg. <laughs> really, that's the moisturizer. <laughs> Sorry, just touching. They call me Mrs. Buttercream. <laughs> you are just a delicious buttercream. So wet. Um, I'm always wet. <laughs> I just think. I, I don't, yeah, I agree with you. I think they can just remind you, mm, remind yeah. you it's to mirror, love yourself. And also he didn't want me to be perfect. Like he didn't, like when I was, if I was, you know, because when I first met him, I was still, I was actually in the last phases or stages of having a really toxic relationship with my body. When I met him, I started studying my Bachelor of Health and Nutritional Medicine. So it all kind of happened at the same time. And I was starting to heal, but I was definitely still having negative moments. And I remember seeing like photos of myself that I, I don't know, just he was, he didn't never, he never wanted me to be perfect, Mm. you know, and that was just so nice to meet someone. He's, he's like, why do you, what, you look so good as you are. Like, you know, just, just, there's no, no need to change. Mm -hmm. So nice to meet someone who doesn't want to change you. I did have a relationship where I I felt that I needed to look better for him. Wow. Mm. So if there are any other young girls out there in relationships where you're just constantly not feeling mm. like you living up to those standards, like I don't know if that's so healthy. Mm-mm. I can't imagine. Yeah. Being I, I definitely went through that. I, I mean, I've been through it, but it's Have just like even that? now it's like. It makes me angry. Yeah, it makes me angry. And I just think there's that's part of the purpose of being in partnership is for them like. 
to see something in you that you don't see yeah. and for them to kind of... And just of, acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance. Yeah, totally. Like, oh. I don't need to be... I remember that actually really worsened things for me because my past relationship, he eyes were always on other girls. And I remember being obsessed Yo. with like... There was no social media at that time. I remember like stalking them on Facebook and like, what do they have that I don't? And like, oh, should, I, should I be a brunette? Because he was always like... Talking to Brent, I like. I just wanted to change to be totally. what he was obviously wanting, and I'm so totally. sad because obviously my self esteem was so low at that time that I would try and change myself to be what he wanted. That's the worst. That's sad. And when I you're just hope like, no young girls, are and you get in that. like the routine of like every day, kind of checking what that girl's doing. Yeah, like you can become like a little stalker for sure. <laughs> it's the worst. Totally. I'm just so grateful that that part of my life, like I, I just found being and like so all the young teenage girls out there. I just found being a teen. I just want you guys to know. I found being, I found it really hard being the a teenager. Time yeah, of your hardest. Life. Really, really tough. And yeah. just know that it gets better. It does yeah. get better. Yeah. And And just be kind. There's like so much good coming your way. Yeah. So you're here in LA. JS Health is kicking ass. Mm -hmm. Like what is, what's coming up and what are you excited about? (laughs) I was just saying to you before, like I just want to get my food into people's kitchens. Like I'm, Mm. I actually just met this morning. um, I'm going to try and get some JS Health chefs. Cool. And so if you want to eat my food, listen, I'm not a chef, but I'm a nutritionist and I care very much about every meal being balanced and delicious. Like, as you may know with Jay's Health, like I'm, I'm obsessed with cooking healthy food that is abundant mm-hmm. and delicious and like making healthy versions of people's favorite foods. There's no deprivation. There's no restriction. You never feel like you're on a diet. But I also am a nutritionist. So I make sure that all my meals are very carefully balanced and they just make you feel so good. So I think that consulting, um, obviously I've just launched my app and my vitamins. I think my vitamins need to be here more than anything. Yeah, your vitamins. I think so too. Oh my gosh, I forgot to bring you some. I've got some at home. I'll, I'll yeah, get them okay. to you. What kind of vitamins? Well, the first one, the hair and energy, but then we have sugar cravings coming out next. No way. Yeah. So it's like and chromium d- or something? Yeah, a few few things. Cool. Actually, magnesium and B6, think. Um, magnesium mm-hmm. and no one, well, this is a little I tip, but ma- magnesium really conquers sugar cravings. Every day. It does. Really? Really, really does. Hmm. But just, I just want like, I just want this, I just want this new, I want balance to be like the new health trend. Mm. I really want Jay's health to be an ambassador for that. Like, and, and help these young girls have a better relationship with food because they are latching onto these extremes and their relationship with food will be strained for a long time after that. Mm-hmm. And I just want them to know that they don't, like these young co- college girls and high school students, they, they don't need to go down that that path. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, yeah, it's like helping them. And then also, cause I think we're the generation in between. So it's yeah. them and then their parents, cause the parents yeah. don't know how to, so they're like, yeah. I have a, a friend, she's, she's a mom and she sent her daughter to a, like you said, a dietitian or a nutri- like a nutritionist, yeah. but who was weighing her and, and counting yeah. macros. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, what are you yeah, doing? And she's so like, good. well, she needs to have a better relationship yeah. with food. I was like, this is not the way. And yeah. I don't know what the way is, but like, this is I just know this is going to make her no, crazy. that's an obsession. So it's like a gap. Yeah. Like I that. hope that, I hope that I can just like you nourish that gap. But I have a question for you though, because being sure. 20, <laughs> how do you guys feel like, because almost 30, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. you are. Um, <laughs> Whoever you are, whatever you are. <laughs> I think you said what? 31. 31. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, do you feel that your like your relationship with food and your body is kinder at this age? Because I mm-hmm. definitely think it gets kinder. Mm-hmm. As, My think- thing though is, I do wonder, like, with the scale, I'm like, maybe I fucking need the scale because I'm like no. so, like, but like, I don't have any idea what's going on. Like, I eat well, 
Um, but like, I just don't know, like sometimes I'm like, okay, the skill's bad, but like, I do think that people need to have like a baseline understanding because mm. sometimes people wake up and they're like 30 pounds heavier than they were before. Mm. And they're like, how did I get here? Yeah. So I guess, where do you find that balance? Cause that's where I'm kind of like, where do I like maintain and able to like actually get a real understanding of like what's mm. going on with my yeah. body. That's like real and it's not like me being like I feel fat and someone's like no you look great and I'm like okay I look great you know like yeah I need to sometimes be like actually really check myself and be like this is what's really going on and sometimes the scale is that for me and I don't Mm. weigh myself regularly like I can't remember last time I did but that's where I'm like Mm. I just wonder what do you think about that because like obviously as a nutritionist a qualified nutritionist people came to see me to get results yeah and so I actually struggle with that because I don't want to be focused Mm. on weight but what I'll tell you is when you're your truest truest healthiest self yeah your best Best weight will come. Yeah. And you will feel that. Yeah. So it's a combination of dietary and lifestyle change. As mm-hmm. we were talking about, you might just be highly stressed at the moment. Your cortisol levels are peaking. So it doesn't even matter how many green juices and green salads mm-hmm. and whatever you're eating, your stress levels might be knocking you out of balance. Yeah. And by the way, there is no perfect number for you to be. It's a, And that's why I think the scales are dangerous because you're, yeah. you're trying to get to a specific number, but you will know how you feel in your clothes. Mm-hmm. You know how you wake up and feel in your skin. Let, that be, the, let, the, let, let that, that be the measurement. But and are you energized and are you feeling balanced? Yeah. But when you start to make those small dietary and lifestyle changes to to, to feel your best and focus on health mm-hmm. and as opposed to weight and not put pressure on yourself, your best weight will follow. And yeah. there might be some hormonal things you have to deal with and the stress stuff and slowing down. And yes, as a, like seeing a nutritionist is great because they will say to you like, this is probably the best breakfast to eat mm. for achieving weight loss or weight balance. And this mm-hmm. is like, make sure you're having mm-hmm. those macronutrients like protein and fiber and good fats. They're going to keep you full and satiated. Like you just might not be eating the right breakfast for yeah. you. Or your gut might not be in the right shape. And there's so much research coming out now that our gut bacteria influences our metabolism Mm -hmm. and our ability to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So they're just different factors. And so you don't have to deal with it alone. Yeah. And there are so many ways and nutritionists that can just guide you to balance. And But I don't think... I understand what you're saying because we all have goals and Mm -hmm. we're allowed to want to achieve them. Mm with this balanced life. Yeah, I see you know? what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't want there to be obsession and fixation totally. on numbers, whereas focus on health, mm-hmm. energy, eating the best you can, being kind to yourself, mindful eating, slowing down, getting your cortisol levels down, mm. sleeping more. I swear to God, like the kinder I am to myself, the better I am physically. Yeah. Mm. So you just, I just think with you, you just need to slow down mm-hmm. and be kinder mm-hmm. and bring down. That's true. That is true. But you look right. Oh, thanks. Um, I think so too. Just like as we get older, like I notice myself like appreciating the parts of myself that I used to hate yeah. the most. By the way, and that's another thing, like being so grateful, this like beautiful toned arms and mm-hmm. like your body is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I think you, you probably just need to be more grateful for mm-hmm. your body right now. I know it's so it's Fun. hard. Smoking hot. It is, but we're, I think like- we're, we're in front of the camera. We're in front of the camera and it's- That is. You are too. And that's it's really hard. So it's that's hard. My, by the way, that's so, when you've had a disordered relationship with food or struggled, I definitely had a disordered relationship with food. Sometimes I say that people can stay with you for life and there are triggers. So I do have triggers and photos and TV are my trigger. Yeah, man. So- I, I obviously, so I that. just yeah. knowing it. So I know that if I have a photo shoot for whatever work thing I have, I will be triggered a million percent. And I literally have to have things in place to deal with the, the trigger. Mm. So I know right. I'm going to have a bad moment. 
either I need to go speak to a therapist or the next day I need to really slow it down, like mm. yoga, meditation, no emails, no inundation on social media. Like I put up a plan in place because I, I, I know my triggers. So yeah. actually identifying your triggers can really help. And also just understand that what you're seeing is probably not what everyone else is seeing. Our, we are our harshest critics. Like we are so, especially women, we are so hard on ourselves. We're constantly trying to change, constantly trying to be perfect. Like I can, I can feel all of us in this room have, we just, I can feel mm-hmm. the pressure that we place on ourselves to look better, feel better, do better, do more. Mm-hmm. I really want women to relieve this pressure to do it. All. So the next, so for an example, cause I need to do this. So you have a photo shoot and the next day you, you don't schedule anything. I, well, I know that it's probably going to be a really hard day for me. Like even with the, this oh, like today yeah. show coming, I don't know. I, I will, know. the next day, what I try and do is slow down the pace. Cause I know that there's going to be anxiety mm-hmm. in me. So from a trigger and I will just try and really be kind to myself. So less on my to-do list, more sleep, less commitments, not too many meetings that day, lots of yoga. Yoga is hard sometimes when you're having a bad body image day, but it gets you out of your head. So getting your getting out of your head in, in those days where you're having a yeah. bad body image moment is really, really good. So going out and listening to music, going to chat to a friend, doing yoga, mm. just doing going for a walk or hike, just doing something to, to really just calm down your thoughts. Like sometimes I just go into a forward fold, into a yoga for, forward fold and less on the to-do list, like l- slowing it down the next day really helps me in a bad body image day. Yeah. And, and just know that again, like the next day will be better. You're having like mm-hmm. a kind of accepting a bad body image day is quite healthy because mm-hmm. you're not going to feel good about yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Just, just know that. Yeah. Love that. That's a good one. I've had them recently, like when you're traveling and you're moving, yeah. like you just have bad days and then you just know that tomorrow I probably feel better myself. You put things into place mm-hmm. that help you do that. So for me, definitely practicing yoga, eating home-cooked meals does mm-hmm. just make me feel better, mm-hmm. um, less phone time, less screen time, yeah. and then everything calms down. It's like finding a good outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like wearing clothes I'm not good that, at like, that look good on make me. Make you feel good. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how to make completely. me feel good. So I've just thrown shit on. Completely. Like I always do. It's like actually And also like there's I'm so wearing. many, yeah. And like there's so many cute ways of like nourishing yourself. Like sometimes a day at home, like your own spa little day, like mm. either going for a massage or just at home, like putting on a face mask. I like for me having a bath with lavender mm. oil is like so calming to me. Put, deleting my apps on my phone is very calming. I take magnesium. Mm. I like spend time with my husband, lots of time with my family. Like those are the sorts of things that really calm mm. me down. Mm. And because I think being on social media is only going to exacerbate the anxiety because you're comparing, yeah. comparing, comparing. Yeah. I don't even like look at my feed. It's like good for you. Mad. Do you know how she's well, good at that? No, you're I, really good I'm at that. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> no, but that's, <laughs> I'm I like, well, I envy that. People. Yeah. Like people would. I just like my they DMs could do that. I'm addicted to my DMs. Yeah, they're fun. You know? That's great. Dick okay. pics. <laughs> <laughs> just real fast. Um, so, and you don't need, feel need, but I would feel remiss if we didn't ask, like, so what's a normal day of your food? Yeah. So, wait, I'll talk to, like, this morning. So, I wake up to that beautiful, nourishing morning routine. Mm-hmm. I always have a double espresso with, like, a drop of milk. I'm not fussy with what milk I have. Mm-hmm. I love, like, full cream. Are you worried it spikes your cortisol? So, ca- Caffeine. Yeah. In excess. So I have this whole J's health thing. Everyone knows it's like yeah. a J's health thing. One coffee a day before 10 a.m. That can be a double. But okay. because your cortisol levels are quite high in the morning, yes. the highest in the morning, and then around 2 p.m. they start to go down. So I don't like people having coffee from after 11, 12, 1. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
cut, I mean, 10 is really preferable. So one coffee a day really does help to balance your cortisol levels. As the people are having two, three, four cups of coffee a day, you'll find they have that irregular cortisol thing going on. The sugar cravings, the energy crashes, the inability Mm. to sleep deeply. So just trying, I mean, I love coffee. Don't ever take it away from me, Mm -hmm. but just moderate. Mm -hmm. Some days I have two and I notice how much more tired. You see, coffee, caffeine is a very immediate adrenaline thing and then you crash you really Mm -hmm. do and it's it can strain your adrenal glands in excess which which is where your cortisol is pumped from so double espresso in the morning and then i make i've been making this almond dream power protein it's like the jay's health power protein smoothie but like it's this almond butter dream i do almond butter ice uh, um protein powder cinnamon chia seeds so we must get our fiber in so i do a tablespoon of chia seeds or a tablespoon of ground flaxseed we need the fiber to feed the good bugs in our Mm -hmm. gut which is such a big thing these days and the protein to keep my blood sugar stable and then i do almond milk or cashew milk and a half a frozen banana and i blitz it all and it's like creamy and delicious and Mm -hmm. i I do whey protein you do any protein then i probably have a handful of raw almonds at about 11 and then lunch i have a huge dark leafy green salad with a protein and probably some sweet potato and i've been having fiber crackers at breakfast Mm -hmm. at lunch so two fiber crackers i do a gluten-free one from trader Mm -hmm. joe's because i Mm. i'm so i'm gluten-free not because it's trendy i i am a hundred percent more tired when i eat gluten so i'm not fussy Mm -hmm. by the way i go out for breakfast on a saturday i'm definitely gonna have my sourdough by toast like I'm so flexible and kind. Mm-hmm. I don't put this umbrella, I'm gluten-free. I'm, mm-hmm. No, but I, I tend to avoid gluten because it just makes me tired. It's as yeah, simple same. as that. And then I have this oh. Jay's Health 4 to 5 p.m. snack, which has changed people's lives and helped them to reduce overeating at dinner um, and binge eating in the afternoon. Because binge eating happens a lot at 5 or 6 p.m. For a lot of people, when they come home from work, it's been an emotional day. They're tired, they stress, they go straight into the fridge. Guilt starts to come in. They feel guilty about what they just ate. Then they overeat, they binge, and it becomes this whole terrible night. Totally. But it's a lot of people are skipping that afternoon snack. And it actually really, really helps to conquer sugar cravings and get your hunger in check. Like, you're going to be able to um, be much more moderate with how much dinner you're eating when you have this 4 to 5 p.m. snack, but it has to be a protein-rich one. So mm-hmm. I have either Greek yogurt with cinnamon or boiled egg or carrot sticks with hummus or a protein bar or even another smoothie. I have to have something at 4 to 5 p.m. And, I, and then I have a small dinner at 7 or 8, which is, again, protein and lots of veggies. Mm. But I make it really fun and abundant, and that's what Jay's Health is all about. Like if mm. I feel craving cottage pie, I'll make a sweet potato cottage pie or whatever I'm craving. Like if I'm craving pizza, I'll just make a cauliflower pizza. Mm. So I really tune into what I'm craving and then I make a really delicious, abundant dinner. Mm. Sometimes I have a Jay's Health treat afterwards, but I'm not like a sweet tooth, but also because of how I eat, because I'm making sure that every meal is so supportive of my blood sugar levels, I very rarely crave sugar. And Mm. I do crave sugar when I'm not eating those macronutrients at every single meal. Totally. Yeah. I noticed that too. What do you guys eat for breakfast? Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I usually have like, Fat Force movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kelly. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Usually I have that. Okay. Like yeah. Full avocado. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, if I'm teaching in the morning, I'll do, before class, I'll do an avocado with like just seasoning and do like a coffee cool. and then I'll eat after. Okay. So I'll usually eat like more of a lunch savory, oh, okay. like a salad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to eat a ton before I work out. Okay. Really. That's good. So I just want to say that because protein at breakfast can really change people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's one thing because a lot of people are having like fruit or mm-hmm. like yogurt. Like, I mean, yogurt's fine actually because it contains some protein or like a piece mm-hmm. of toast with 
jam mm-hmm. or cereal or granola. Like there is no protein in that to keep your blood sugars really nice and stable. Mm. So I think it's really important just to try and add a protein and potentially some fiber to totally. your yeah. breakfast. Yeah, having the fat and the protein. Oh, yeah, yeah and the fat. I mean, because fat is like, means so satiating. So. If I don't put the almond butter or chia seeds or flaxseed into my smoothie, I'm hungry mm-hmm. two hours later. Totally. Really kicks totally. Okay. The bod. So what can um where can our ladies find you and then tell them about the supplements and like everything oh. that they can well honestly just you? at Jay's Health is my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that's where I just post all my yeah. healthy meals and food ideas mm-hmm. um and body love tips. And then yeah, just launch the Jay's Health Vitamins, but they only on Amazon from next month. And the Jay's Health app is from the App Store. Mm-hmm. And that's really okay. my philosophy. Um, but also the thing about the app is that it's a nutritionist in your pocket. So you can text one of my Jay's Health nutritionists from wherever you are in the world. Cool. Wow. Damn. But really, Can't I just want to like meet your readers and do oh, an event. just wait. And yeah, we will. They're coming like, for let's you. Do yeah. a, let's do like a nutrition mm-hmm. Q&A. We'd love that. They so cooking down in LA. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. I want to hang Welcome. out with you girls more. Okay. Best Done. energy. Yes. You feel the same. I was like trying to calm down this whole th- time. I was like thinking about like, Jess is here, Jess is here. Well, yeah, that too. And just like that I am kind of on one today. So I'm like trying to calm my nervous system down. You're doing bit. enough. Like, honestly, yeah. let's start, rec- let's just like take a moment to recognize all that you've done mm-hmm. and achieved. And yeah. this podcast is it, killing you it. You know, as an entrepreneur, it's hard not to be on one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of I really time. do know. But I sometimes lately, and maybe it's an almost at 30 thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been taking more time out to be like, wow. Like you've done enough. Yes. I'm definitely like my early twenties and mid twenties was like, you need to do more. You need to do more. You need to do more. But like now I'm more like reflecting. Mm-hmm. Like there is more moments of reflection. Wow. I did this. It's, it's enough. Love that. Not sure I want to do more. Mm. <laughs> like not wanting it. to do more is like such a good feeling. Like, yeah. I don't think I want to do more. I'm I mean, writing- you're, you're good though. You've got a map, <laughs> like, you got supplements. Like, well, I think it'll just no. evolve in a really no, because, beautiful like, way. The personality mm-hmm. in me is a type, like there's an, it's never enough. Mm-hmm. Like that is like who I am, but I, yeah. I am just thinking it's an almost 30 thing. Yeah. I'm just being like, it's definitely it's a shift. It's a shift. Like, it's much kinder. Chiller. Yeah. 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 And not everything goes very well and nicely all the time. Yeah. I'm going to go delete Instagram. I know. So. Delete <laughs> Instagram. Honestly, I'm doing that. Yeah, Do it at 7 great. or 8 p.m. and that you'll sleep cool. like I a dream. I don't need it today. It yeah, but just limits you. Boundaries. All right. All right thanks for being here. You're the Aww, best. You're the best. That was so much fun. Thank thanks you, girls. Thanks for listening. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs>